everyone, I'm Deidre, and it's time for the very first episode of Weird Animal Facts. Explicit. Now, you may think that you know a thing or two about animals, but I guarantee that you have never heard them quite like this before, as this show is dedicated to the stupid, gross, and oftentimes disturbing facts about animals. So go tuck your kids into bed, because you're not going to want them to hear this. Well, unless, of course, you're one of those superly progressive parents who are okay with that sort of thing. But I don't want to tell you how to raise your kids. That's between you and the social worker. Now, again, thank you so much for joining us. Weird Animal Facts is sponsored by uh, me. Uh, since this is the first episode, it's not super glamorous. But if you like it, tell all your rich friends about it so they can, you know, give me money to make it sound better. But I... I I will tell you, the jokes probably won't get any better, um, but I can upgrade my software, so, you know, it sounds a little bit cooler. However, don't let my finances, or lack of finances, deter you from enjoying the knowledge I'm about to share, because I do know a thing or two. I have worked as an animal care professional for over a decade. So you're probably wondering right now, what's an animal care professional? Well, have you ever heard of a zookeeper? Well, it's that. Zoos are just in the middle of rebranding. See, I do have a Bachelor of Science, but after listening to today's show, you might say it's a BS. And that was a joke for all the dads out there. You're welcome. However, though no one came here to learn about uh, me or hear my awful puns, that's what zoos are for. Uh, we all came here to get the dirt on animals. Today, we will be discussing the weirdest facts about two different animals, and I will also attempt to pronounce their scientific names, which is a lot harder than it sounds. So we'll be talking about the American black bear and the Woma python. So without further ado, let's get weird. The American black bear, America's least threatening bear, which is actually probably why there are still man-made wildfires today. Smokey just doesn't have the same killer look in his eye the way a crimson lip polar bear would with bloody tenons sticking up from between its teeth, you know, if you stood face to face with such beast. Although, given climate change, polar bears aren't quite as the bodybuilder thick as they once were. Although, now I'm just imagining, like, a skeleton with a shaggy wet carpet draped over top of it, wagging its grim reaper-like bear claw at me. Only you can save the planet! Anyways, polar bears are another episode, and kind of depressing if you really think about it, so... Sorry? Anyways, let's get back to Jellystone and find out what Yogi and Boo Boo are up to. <laughs> Both of which are also black bears. Kind of helps you realize that even the media doesn't really see black bears as being that menacing. Which you shouldn't either, but you should respect them. Because even though a smaller female black bear could possibly be in the same weight class as me, a large male would be the equivalent of a 600-pound Leonardo DiCaprio. Which meant he would have stood a better chance in The Revenant. But at least he got his Oscar. Speaking of sexy actors, let's talk about sex, baby. Let's talk about you and me. Did you know that bears are just like humans and that they have internal fertilization? That means they boink, just like we do. Minus the condoms. But whereas us fertile females would have become pregnant two to three weeks after boinking. Oh, by the way. Pregnancy happens once the fertilized egg implants into the lining of the uterus. This little note is important, so remember that for later. Female black bears aren't as quick and have a few other factors that dictate whether or not they will become pregnant. 
And no, I'm not just talking about a drunken mistake, a rip condom, and having to run to CVS in the middle of the night to make sure that doesn't happen. Ah, shit. Food, in fact, actually has a lot to do with it. What's food got to do, got to do with it? Mothers out there, imagine, if you will, being pregnant for only two months, where you're pretty much just sleeping the entire time. Now, that is a type of pregnancy I can get on board with. Not to mention, before they bulk up, now, I'm not talking like P90X bulking, but more like uh, Violet Beauregard bulking, or plumping. She'll pop! So, they are basically just eating a lot. Now, if you want a true visualization of what this looks like, check out Fat Bear Week. It's kind of like Shark Week meets March Madness. And even though the brackets focuses on grizzly bears, it's still pretty rad to watch and <laughs> gives a good visual of just how much fat these bears are putting on before going into hibernation. And get this, you get to pick the winner. It's put on by Kamai National Park and Preserve in Alaska. You get to vote on the fattest bear. Now, what I think is the best part is they'll show you a side-by-side -side picture of the bear's fit versus fat bod. And I'll be sure to post some of these on our Instagram, so if you're too lazy to check it out yourself, you can just hop on over there. So let me rewind for just one second to help you put this into a better timeline for you to understand. So the boinking happens well before Fat Bear Week, sometime around late spring or June, where... Also around this time, hyperphagius, I'm probably saying that wrong, by the way, uh, begins. <laughs> uh, hyperphagius, I'm saying it phonetically, so if it's wrong, well, you guys can see how much fun the scientific name segment's going to be. Yay! All right, anyways, so hyperphagius, or whatever you want to say, is just a fancy way of saying getting ready for hibernation, meaning it's Thanksgiving every day! Hibernation takes place after fat bear weeks once temperatures are cold enough, and the Thanksgiving table has nothing but your aunt's nasty green bean casserole left, and nobody wants to eat that. Yuck. At which time, the black bear will bed down and retire into their winter dens for hibernation. Dun -dun -dun! It's June! So that means boinking has occurred. And if the bear does become pregnant, the babies won't be born until January. Okay. So for you math wizards out there who are actually been paying attention, you're probably trying to run this through your head with a simple math equation, and you're thinking, It just doesn't add up. How can a bear, fucking June, only be pregnant for two months, yet not have babies until January? Some of you might have guessed it. Delayed implantation! That means the fertilized egg do not implant into the lining of the uterus until two months prior to giving birth. By the way, that was the note we talked about earlier about what pregnancy is and how it happens. Okay, so what are these fertilized eggs doing in the meantime? They are literally just hanging out until the hormones in the bear's body triggers. Now, just because there are fertilized eggs hanging out does not necessarily mean there will be cute, adorable baby bears in January. That depends on the food availability and how much potential mama bear is able to eat. It's as simple as, if there's not enough fat in Mama Bear, there won't be any babies she's responsible for. Pretty nice, right? Imagine, you're a human woman, having a jolly time with a random male stranger you met on Tinder. Oh, And, uh, yeah. you don't use hormonal birth control because, let's face it, you're a bit of a hippie and you don't want to mess with your internal balance. But, condoms are fine. 
but at last, you and your gigolo got a bit too jiggly aggressive, and you shredded that condom to bits. Fuck. And also, he can't control himself because, let's face it, he's a man. So, of course, it comes. Finish him. You don't want a baby. You make 20k a year and have four roommates. You can't even keep a cactus alive. So, instead of the other alternative, imagine that all you have to do was cut fat from your diet. Well, that sounds pretty good. Okay, so no one has proven that black bears can actually make the conscious decision if they want to have a baby or not by just not eating fat so that the fertilized egg doesn't implant. But how cool would it be if we could do that? I'm sure guys would be a lot happier as that would remove the condom from the picture. And if eating fat is what determined pregnancy, then that could possibly put KFC and Chick-fil-A into bankruptcy. And, uh, you know, America would not fare well with this new scenario. I know too many people who would rather die than give up Chick-fil-A. So, there you go. That was one of the weirdest facts about the American black bear. Now, that means it's time for a segment we call... Scientific names are hard. My brain does not work the same as other people's brains. For some reason, when words are not English and I don't read them all the time, my brain just kind of skims over top of it. But I'm going to try and attempt to pronounce these. So, uh, okay. So, the American black bear. Let's take a look. Scientific name, written in Latin. Ursus Americanus. Okay, that wasn't so bad. That one was kind of easier, but I know there are a lot harder names out there to pronounce. You see, I am, in case you can't tell by my voice, am very, very white. <laughs> I speak English. Yeah, yeah. And I know like 3% Spanish, so basically that means I I don't speak Spanish. So uh, I think that one was pretty good. So uh, when we get to the Wilma Python scientific name, <laughs> we'll see how that goes. <laughs> It's the transition song From going to one topic to the next It's the transition song So that we have no awkward silence The Woma Python The weirdest of all pythons Now, to help you understand why the Woma is uh, special in the blinkless eyes of other snakes We need to know what a typical snake and typical python is so snakes are ectothermic, or cold-blooded for all you kids out there, meaning that they rely on the outside temperature to regulate their body temperature. Mammals, like us, are endothermic, aka warm-blooded. Now this I assume we all know, but you never know in today's world. Plus, this fact will be important later on. So just like that bear fact we learned about earlier, this is one you're going to want to hold on to just like your childhood memories. As for pythons, many people get them confused with boas. Honestly though, most people assume every snake is a boa or a python and that they're all venomous, which neither the boa or the python are venomous. In fact, the majority of snakes in the world are non-venomous, meaning they kill their food with a great big hug. Aww. Teeth are there to grab, body is there to hug or constrict if you want to be specific. The woman python, as a python, is a non Venomous snake, which means it hugs or squishes its dinner. But we'll talk a little bit more of the details of the squeezing and squishing a little bit later. Um, but first, we need some more general python background before we can truly start diving in. Unlike boas, pythons are traditional egg layers. 
Now, the fancy word for that is oviparous. Whereas boas are ovoviparous. So, it looks like they shit out their babies. <laughs> that means that when it comes to laying eggs, laying and hatching eggs, the boas are the weirdos. And our friend the python is actually the normal one. So one amazingly weird characteristic of the python are their pit organs. And this is actually one thing that some boas, pythons, and vipers all have in common. FYI, rattlesnakes are pit vipers. <laughs> so if you look at any other snake's face, you'll easily see their nostrils. And even though snakes smell with their tongue, they uh, still need to breathe, hence having nostrils. I mean, it'd be kind of hard for them to breathe when they're trying to swallow down an egg. <laughs> you know, an egg as big as their face without nostrils. We're going to take a quick little side note fun fact here. Snakes can actually still breathe through their mouth, even with a big ass A in the way, because of the glottis. Glottis? Glottis. Anyways, that can move. Now we have a glottis, and the glottis, I'm gonna say it differently every time, allows air into the lungs, and on a snake, it would be below where our tongue would be. And it looks like a creepy aquatic alien orifice. 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 Words are hard. Now, back to our regularly scheduled program. As for boas, pythons, and vipers, you will not only see the nose holes, but you'll also see what looks like giant-ass pores where uh, some scales should be. Rattlesnakes don't have very many pits, only two, with uh, one on either side about 45 degree angle back from their nostrils. The ball python pits are where your mustache would be, or where their mustache would be. So what are these pits? Barbecue, bowl, arm, brad, kidigris? Well, it has nothing to do with any of that. These pit organs make these snakes superheroes, allowing them to see heat. Remember how I told you to hold on to that little warm-blooded, cold-blooded fact from earlier? And perhaps you might even have a deduced all on your own that warm-blooded animals endotherms produce their own body heat. With this new information, you can easily see why having pit organs are so helpful for cold-blooded animals. They can literally see the heat coming off of a mouse in pitch black as it races across the branch in front of them. They don't need their eyes. They literally have infrared vision. Now, it's not military grade, but they can see within a couple yards of their location. However, and not to confuse you too much, the Woma python, you know the snake that we're actually talking about right now? The Woma python doesn't have pit organs. <laughs> I know, I'm sorry, I made these pit organs as like such a big deal because they are, only to be cute telling James Bond that, we're sorry, you'll have to do this mission without the super cool gadgets. I'm sorry, I can't do a British accent. <laughs> but you see, it's okay, because even though the Woma doesn't have pit organs, it has something else booty. Not the pirate type, but a booty so great that Sir Mix-a-Lot and Bubba Sparks would be proud. The reason why the booty is important is mainly because of where the Woma Python lives. Australia. Okay, so let me give you a quick description of the Woma Python because it's very handsome. And as I'm sure most of you are just envisioning a generic general snake where the Woma is much more than that. Averaging around four and a half feet long and weighing between two to eleven pounds, the Woma Python. 
It has a light tan slash yellowish base color with dark tan stripes that go all along its back. Now, what's most unique is their yellow head. However, the vibrantness of the yellow varies between individuals, which is probably why they're oftentimes confused with the venomous Western brown snake, or guarder. Hmm, yeah, and that's not even the scientific name. <laughs> now, since you have the proper image of the Woma python in your head, let's get back to it. Dun, da, da, da. During the day, the Womas will spend their time inside hollow logs and burrows. Remember, the Woma python is non-venomous, so it kills its food with constriction. But how can it find food without pit organs? Oh. Well, they're still a snake, so they still have their tongue they can smell with, okay? Why they don't have pit organs is quite possibly because they live in warmer temperatures. The pit organs are there to sense heat. Woman pythons live in Australia. And when it's warmer, you're going to find a lot more reptiles, which may indicate to you that the woman python is hunting... Drumroll, please. Reptiles. Now, that doesn't mean they won't eat a mammal here and there, like if a mouse comes in front of them. I mean, because they're all like passive hunters. Basically, they're just really, really lazy. <laughs> They'll just sit there and wait for the food to come with them. We know the type of, like, the lazy passive hunters. I mean, we've all been horribly jealous of someone like this, where they hardly put in any effort and things just fall into your lap. It's very annoying for those of us who work like ants, doing everything for the good of the colony, but still end up getting burned by an unsupervised child with a magnifying glass on a sunny day. For the woman python, though, it's great. <laughs> and since they are non-venomous, they need to kill their food with constriction. So remember how we said that woman pythons live in small little burrows? Well, for anyone like me who is above average height and have had to bathe in an RV-sized shower can actually relate to the struggle of the woman python attempting to constrict their food in a tiny-ass little burrow. I mean, because you can't do anything. Once the shampoo is in your hand, you freeze in confusion because, well, you can't lift your arms. And if you do, your giraffe-like elbows will buck into the wall. And if you turn around, you'll waterboard yourself. So then you'll have to transform into this back-breaking contortionist because you don't remember the last time you did any yoga. And don't even get me started on shaving your legs in there. Okay. Now, as for the woman python, though, they are very flexible, but not so flexible that they can give their prey a true hug. So they will wait until that reptile is in the perfect position. Then... Booty, 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 rocking everywhere. Rocking everywhere. Rocking everywhere. So basically, they just sit on their food until it dies. <laughs> they squish it. Yeah, they'll use their big old booty, push that little rat or probably a little lizard or something because they're reptiles, and uh, they'll use their little booty and push that reptile up against the wall until it dies. That'd be a horrible way to go. <laughs> there you have it. The Woma Python, or the Ramses Python, or the Sand Python, or just Woma Python if uh, you want to be specific. So, uh, oh, actually, <laughs> I guess now it's time for scientific names are hard. Because they are. So, the woman python has all those fun names we just said, including its scientific name, which is... Oh shit. Uh, Aspidotrist Ramsey. No. Aspidotrist Ramsey. Aspidotrist Ramsey. Aspidotrist 
Ramsey. E. Ramsey, eh? Anyways, this guy named Ramsey discovered the woman python, which is probably why his name is in the scientific name. Although his last name is not Ramsey E, it's Ramsey. That's why it's called a Ramsey's python. Yeah. All right. Hope that segment was fun. <laughs> it was painful for me. <laughs> Anyways, I hope you guys had a lot of fun. And most importantly, I hope you learned something. Well, that's it for today's episode. If you want some more, get ready for more Weird Animal Facts episode to be coming your way. And if you can't get enough until then, you can check out our Instagram page, which is WAF Podcast. Now, the WAF stands for Weird Animal Facts, in case you can't put that together. Anyways, this is Deidre signing off. Until next time, my friends, stay weird.